Alrighty, everybody. Good morning, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, hopefully, you've been listening to our wraps on all of the team's draft needs as we're just a few days away from the NFL Draft Thursday in Kansas City. And Wiz, we're up to the last division in the AFC, and that is the AFC West. We had a lot of promise for that division last year. Didn't quite work out the way we thought. The Denver Broncos are the team we're going to start off with, Wiz, this morning. And, uh, you know, look, they mortgaged their draft future last year uh, with that Russell Wilson trade. They come into this draft with just five draft picks. However, they do have a new head coach. John Elway has been removed from the equation. Uh, A lot of bad football decisions from that man. But he's nowhere to be found in the building anymore. George Patton is the GM. Like I said, Peyton is the quarterback. I thought an interesting signing of uh, Jarrett Stidham in case Russell Wilson really does not have the ability to come back. But it's tough, Wiz, when you only have five draft picks and none in the first two rounds. Yeah, it really is. And, um, you know, just looking at the Broncos situation, you know, they, they've made some offseason signings, uh, trying to shore up that offensive line, which which is important. You know, they only have exactly what you said, five picks, a pair of three, a third rounders, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth. Um I think they're going to try and maybe get someone to replace Bradley Chubb, get somebody in on the edge, continue around that offensive line, um, uh, offensive, um, you know, on the defensive side, like I said, uh, maybe an outside linebacker. Uh, and I think I saw some news where it, he, this is ominous when they're saying, Javante Williams is going to be back this season. They're not quite sure when. So could they take somebody in that running room, running back room? Yes, to depth. P. Ryan was a very big signing for them. But, boy, when you look at them, and there's a lot of patchwork to be done, and I'm not sure how much you could accomplish that with five picks and none of those picks coming until round three. Yeah, it's a difficult spot. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, on the other hand, Wiz, uh, who are the uh, the pinnacle of this division, uh, that's been the case for a number of years, and despite the fact that they pick in the back end of every single round, uh, Brett Veach, the GM, has continued to find some jewels wherever he can. Uh, you know, guys picked in the seventh round, starting quarterbacks, starting running backs. I mean, it's really impressive. Uh, but like I said, they have two... Ten picks this year, uh, a one, two, three, two fours, a five, two sixes, and two sevens. Uh, you know, I think they'll need to replenish a few things. I, I, we'll have to see what happens with Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, because this is a player that was so touted a few years ago. Looks like they're not going to pick up his option. He could get traded on draft day. Um, I think offensive line is a place where they continue to add. I think they have aging defensive linemen uh, and guys that have moved on, so that that's an important spot. Running back maybe later in the draft. Uh, and, you know, you always have to think about Travis Kelsey, uh, you know, going into his year 33 or 34 uh, down the road at tight end. So they always have a way of finding these really good players uh, late in the round. And, uh, you know, Kansas City knows how to scout talent, number one, and comp- uh, comp- comprise a team. And, uh, you know, the, and as well, you look, Patrick Mahomes is going to need some wide receiver help, too, somewhere along the way. And uh, I expect that to also be a spot that they address during this draft was. Yeah, it's tough going on against Kansas City, right? Their quarterback is better than your quarterback. Their play caller is better than your play caller. 
Their play designs are better than your play designs. Their front office is better than your front office. Their draft day thinking is better than your draft day thinking. The way they handle salaries and contracts is better than any team. I mean, they, you know, when you look at it, you look at the Broncos roster and you look at Kansas City's roster, and then on top of that, the Broncos have five picks and Kansas City has ten picks. It's almost um, ridiculous. But Kansas City, ten, ten picks, and I think Kansas City is going to do what Kansas City does. They're going to shore up and make sure the draft they're going to make sure Patrick Mahomes is protected, more offensive line help, and then a bunch of their picks on the defensive side of the football. Those are the two things they're worried about, stopping the other team and uh, protecting Patrick Mahomes. They feel offensively they are so creative and they have so many good players. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 when I'm looking at depth on offense, I think – I think due to the fact that they're going to move on from a lair, and I know McKinnon, the thinking is McKinnon's, you know, unsigned, but I think the thinking around the league is just he's going to resign a deal with Kansas City and double back with them. But I would not be surprised at all if Kansas City takes a running back at some point in this room, in this draft, to help that running back room a little bit out. So protecting Mahomes on the defensive side of the football will be most of the picks, and I think they will sprinkle in a running back in this draft as well. So when I look at this division, Wiz, I don't disagree with anything you said there about the Chiefs. Um, I look at the Chargers, and they are, they're probably the second-best team in this division. I, I think uh, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of skepticism out there about some of the decision-making at the head coach level. Uh, I would say that definitely was something that, that people were looking at last year. And they made a few changes in, on the coaching staff, but not at the head coach. Uh, they have a standard draft, one through seven. They've got a big contract they're going to need to dig, to get done with uh, Justin Herbert soon. Uh, they've got an aging player like Keenan Allen, so they're going to probably at some point in time in this draft look for wide receiver help. I mean, we've talked about this run defense, whiz. It stinks, uh, and it's got to get better. So I think both layers of the front of, of the front seven are going to have to be addressed and uh, probably some continued help uh, as well uh, at offensive tackle. And I think one place maybe somewhere in this draft because the Eckler situation uh, given that he's an aging player, and I don't know how much more miles you're going to get out of him. And quite frankly, the, the Chargers have not been very good at drafting guys to potentially be the, the, the heir apparent to, to uh, Eckler. Uh, so maybe they take another stab at running back somewhere along the way in their standard seven picks, Wiz. Well, hopefully they'll have somebody else scouting the running back position because I think they've taken the last four years three stabs at it, uh, and they don't seem to be happy with any of those players. Uh, so the, the biggest concern with, with the Chargers is can you rely on the availability of their, some of their key players, especially on the offensive side of the football, the skill positions? Uh, it just doesn't seem likely that Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are going to play the majority of the games. So I saw they re-signed Guyton. Joshua Palmer looked good, but um, I think they're definitely going to take a wide receiver with one of those seven picks. Um, again, could they double, dip in there for another running back? Uh, that, that situation with Eckler doesn't look pretty. So uh, they may want to get somebody for the future, but they have got to get some guys that can stay on the football field and uh, – while they're certainly talented at the wide receiver position, the, the durability and the availability of those players are uh, not certain at all. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a very good assessment, Wiz. And that brings us to the Raiders, who were pretty much a disaster last year. Uh, Josh McDaniel once again proving that yeah, he struggles as a head coach. They've, they've got new leadership in terms of the front office with Brad Ziegler uh, at, at the GM spot. And he's got 12 draft picks uh, in this year's draft. He has two number threes because of that Waller trade. They've got the Giants pick there. They got a one and a two. They got a four. They got three fives, two sixes, two sevens. So a lot of depth. It almost looks like a Patriot-type looking draft, Wiz, quite frankly. Um, you know, the Raiders The Raiders have a lot of things that they're going to have to address. Uh, the offensive line, uh, I, without a doubt. The secondary is not very good. Uh, I think continue to help at the linebacker position, quite frankly. Uh, and look, this is a team that Waller's moved on. Uh, Moreau, Foster Moreau, is, you know, looked like he was potentially going to get re-signed or move elsewhere no matter what. Uh, but, but he's gone too, so maybe tight end somewhere along the way. I, you know, I know they've done some off-season signings of players too, but you know, the depth is important here. And the Raiders do have a lot of draft capital with they do, and it seems that they are the, the the you know one of the first teams you keep hearing uh, to move up from seven to two or from seven to three, and to take one of those young quarterbacks. I don't know if Josh McDaniels is going to be around to see those young quarterbacks mature if he doesn't do something to shore up that offensive line um, and that defense, especially the quarterback position. Um, it, it wasn't good. So they have a lot of draft capital. Um, I don't know. It, to me, it makes more sense to shore up the, the positions you really need and then use a lot of those back picks. Maybe, look at them. I mean, 12 picks. Um, maybe use some of those picks to move up a little bit and and take a quarterback later in the draft as opposed to uh, using their draft equity to take a quarterback and not taking care of their most glaring needs, which is offensive line and cornerback. Because, I don't know, you're going up against Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and now a Sean Payton-led offense. Uh, It's really not a good idea to be not strong at the cornerback secondary position. So um, I think those are are the glaring needs. But uh, the Raiders have not done a lot of smart things recently. So... I'm not quite sure how it's going to work out for them. Uh, I'll just say this, Wiz. I, I, I used to love Mike Mayock as a commentator, but Mike Mayock as a GM set this franchise back a long, long way. And, and, and by the way, it doesn't help that Mark Davis is a complete nincompoop. Um, there were a lot of bad decisions made by the Raiders. Obviously, the Henry Ruggs decision went terribly wrong. Uh, just... I think most of the draft picks made under the Gruden-Mayock era really ended up being complete disasters. Uh, certainly. I mean, they had some crucial drafts with a lot of draft equity, and uh, they didn't capitalize on it. So they, they have a lot of draft equity, but uh, I just think they're not going after and trying to shore up the, the positions that they need most. Uh, I, I wouldn't be so concerned. Uh, you know, you got Garoppolo. Um, I think you got to roll with him this year and, and use that draft capital to, to help the, the other needs where – you have to got to take multiple players at those positions and hope one or two of them can pan out because uh, that that offensive line and that secondary, especially the cornerback position, was a real weakness. And uh, these are not the quarterbacks you want to be going up against with glaring weaknesses in the secondary. No, and if, if Sean Payton is able to, number one, get his system in place, uh, you know, we know what he did when he was in New Orleans. And if uh, – 
Russell Wilson can return to form, then you're looking at three offenses that you're going to be playing six times a total in the season uh, <laughs> that you better damn well have some defensive help. I mean, look, we like, we like Chandler Jones. We like Max Crosby. They, they, allowed, they had a lot of energy and pass rushing, and that's one place where the Raiders did do some damage. But, you know, the back end was a complete disaster. Yeah, it really, it really was. And, and you have got to be able to, you know, again, protect the quarterback because Garoppolo himself has not been that durable. No. So you want to, you want to shore up that, that offensive line. And I just think this is the type of draft where you get a quarterback, that's fine, but use one of those later picks to get the quarterback and, and really help yourself out. I mean, with that seventh pick, <clears throat> there are two elite quarterbacks in this draft. Devin Weatherspoon and Christian Gonzalez, and uh, I think they'll have a chance to get either one of those players, or maybe one of those players if uh, if, uh, if if one is taken right before they pick at seven. But certainly one of those two players will be available, and uh, I think that's the smart pick right there, as opposed to moving up and taking a quarterback that's uh, you, you don't plan on playing for a year or two. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't agree more with you, Wiz. All right, so that's it. We've uh, gone through each team, each division. Uh, next week we'll do our, our, our pre-draft uh, ep, uh, podcast. So uh, that's it, Wiz. You know, we got done what we need to get done. A lot of fun doing it. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. So make sure you're subscribing. Wiz, can't wait to talk officially about everything that we think is going to happen in that first round on Thursday. You got it. Fantastic. Fantastic.